guys. So welcome to our Chill Bowler Movement fourth episode of our podcast sessions. So uh, today was an interesting topic. But before we start, I would like to introduce the people, the members of this uh, wonderful movement. Actually, so we have uh, Jude Dabare. Uh, hey people, actually how are hosting. you? Yeah, so today it's his work. The whole thing. I mean, nice wallpaper, bro. Next we have uh, Umeshan. Then uh, cool shades and the surprise woman in the background. Hello, guys. Yeah, and we have uh, Dinky P. And uh, Bandul Cat. Hey. And Doctor Range. Hey. And uh, with that wonderful 3D glasses and the the best countries wallpaper, best countries flag as a wallpaper, we have uh, Binura. Okay. So yeah. So hi guys, welcome. So remember to put your phone phones on silent. and also keep it ready if you have to google anything if there's any uh confusion about anything okay so uh so this there's a thing that is kind of controversial right now and because we were talking about the vaccine right so during umeshan's uh, uh ceremony and the festivities were going on in his room so we were discussing something about the vaccine so the vaccine has currently made its way into sri lanka so i want to ask a question this question has been discussed widely in the us so i want to get your impression on how or what will happen in sri lanka or even in malaysia for that case so you see now they've given the first dose to a lot of people right so they've covered a lot of people with the first dose now the thing is there's a shortage of vaccine so do they cover as many people as pos- uh, possible with the first dose or do they save the vaccine for the second dose so there are a lot of things to you know efficacy and what not get involved so what do you guys think should they give cover as many people as possible with the first dose or should they save the doses up because they want to give it 20 day, 28 days later for the second dose so let's start with uh, umeshan because obviously the most experienced among us thanks so at least you didn't say the oldest but i guess <laughs> that's what you meant uh by is uh i would say save it up especially cuz you're looking at a 28 day window right because if for example you know you can source more vaccines in that time it obviously has to be from the same company so if that is difficult then i would think you have to think in the long term and uh, save those doses at least you would have by now covered most of the frontline health workers and all of that people who are at high risk and you ensure that that uh, immunity is covered by doing uh, the second dose and then you order more for later for the rest obviously for them it will be prolonged but it's better than giving uh, you know a half assed vaccine and then missing that window and then having to revaccinate the people again that's my uh, two cents yeah and uh, yeah i would like to say that they say that after the first dose you get about roughly around 52 to 75% uh, immunity so it's that up to that extent you can uh, be immune to covid right so if you get the two doses then only you reach 95% okay so even keeping that in mind so i mean obviously it's out there so dinaka uh, dinki p what's your impression on this mm. so could you could you like rephrase the question i didn't understand it properly so it's no, like because uh yeah for everyone again i guess so what happens is now you like there there's only a certain amount of vaccine available right because there's shortage in some countries 
so they can what they can do is they can save it up because people have already got the first dose they can save the doses so after 28 days they can get the second dose right or if not they can just roll it out and still i mean cover people who haven't got the vaccine yet right so what happens is that there'll be a lot of people who have got the first dose but not the second dose but in, instead if you save it up and give it only few people will be actually vaccinated a large population still won't even have a little bit of immunity so the argument is which one do they do do they roll it out to the entire population and, and try to cover as many as possible with the first dose or save it up so in sri lanka also it'll be the same thing because we are going to get a shortage we have only 500000 doses in the first donation by india so what do you think is better to cover as many as possible with the first dose or save the doses up for the second dose mm, i thought like in regards to malaysia how they are doing it is like almost one different brand is used for a phase of the vaccine right isn't that approach better so like uh, starting with the elderly and chronic uh, uh, people with chronic illness you can give them like uh, no affiliations but pfizer for them and then for the others like so far the well approved ones you can start with them and the others that need more trial you can give them towards the end that's what i thought so so they don't have to hold back really if they got 500000 units from pfizer or something they can just give it all then whatever other brand um, they secured they can give it to the other people i don't know i mean i guess there's a lot of thinking i mean rather there are a lot of schools of thought regarding this i mean actually like in the us itself they're like not sure which one will be better so uh, binra uh being the representative of sri lanka what do you think i think the best option is still like the panier but if okay, we can't okay. get that then you know i think like the director said you know targeted like risk risk groups should be you know given priority first like the front line front line workers and like the elderly probably for the viewers who don't know what panier is it's it's called a magic portion okay and you can refer to our last podcast also Okay, so uh, Ranjula. So Ranjula, uh, Ranjula told us more about what happened, right? Because the initial rollout and some problems with that and all. So Ranjula is actually very connected to the medical society in Sri Lanka. So, what's Ranjula? What is your impression, Doctor James? Uh, I mean, I'm not talking about uh, Sri Lankan uh, medical side. This is just I will talk about general. So, according to your question, I think it's better to like. Uh, because the first dose is only 70% effective right 70 or yeah something, right roughly yeah, 50 the to 75 it goes up to 90 something yeah. right yeah so it's i think it's better to like uh, just complete the two doses because then it will be more effective to the person which uh, the vaccine has been given so basically they are giving it the medical people and the special forces and some uh, highly influential people which might be uh, i mean no comment on that so <laughs> so i think better to like uh, better to like uh, give the vaccine for the first defense so our healthcare system is more stable rather than giving it to everybody because uh, i so if our healthcare system is stable then we can proceed with the rest of the people right so i think that's a good option 
rather than having 70% uh, accuracy versus 90% uh, accuracy. So if they cover to Ranjir again, I mean, this, this, this is again, this is one of the things that came up. Anyone can answer, it's not only for Ranjir, but uh, even I, I felt like, you know, you know, waiting for the second dose is better because you get 95%. So that is a, a chance that you won't get COVID almost nil. Like 5% is negligible when you compare to the, you know, 70% uh, or something. Uh, or th- around 30% if you get, get only one dose. But w- what, like, you cover as many as possible, right? I mean, you cover, we give two doses to say, like, give them more protection. So it doesn't it leave a larger population more vulnerable to this disease? But instead, if you gave everyone the first dose, you know, they'll, they'll have a better chance. Even though it's 50%, let's say 70%, they have a 70% chance of not getting COVID. But if they don't get the vaccine at all, you know, it's, it's like there's like 100% chance they can get the uh, disease. So, I mean, we are I mean, also, we're also not yeah. taking into account that we might get another donation in a month's time. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think to yeah. to add to Sandhu's point, uh, most of the time, I think they'll just go with all the doses possible for that vaccine because they're not sure which one they'll get next. And uh, you can't really mix those two doses from different brands, right? Right now, a country like our country, we are just de- depending on donations, right? Yeah, uh, it's going to be a long time before we actually buy something. So we are going to wait till they give it to us. And then maybe at the end, they might buy some. So, Jude, apart from the pannier, what do you think we should do? Um, first, I want to consider how much effective is, uh, let's say, if we can immunize or vaccinate a particular population. Uh, I want to see how effective the herd immunity is. So, if so, we can give another dose to the population that we couldn't have reached rather than giving the second dose to the first population. So if we can do some research for the herd immunity itself, then we know that, okay, the first group of people, they can stay immune and they can help the others who are not immune. And then we can uh, give a second dose to them, uh, the first dose to them for the people who have been not immunized. And then later on, give the second dose to the first batch of people. I feel like that can also happen, but then again, uh, not proper or no concise evidence has been found for herd immunity for COVID. So I'm also pretty skeptical about that. Yeah. The only problem with herd immunity working, bro, is uh, it has to, like, at least 90 or above, 90% or above have to be vaccinated. Yeah, Maybe. that's also another... Uh, yeah. And 500,000 won't cut it. Yes. Yeah, from a population of 21 million, right? So yeah, yeah, that's kind of too much, I guess. So mm, in that case, I feel like maybe uh, we can, we have to, I guess, uh, vaccinate the majority or the maximum amount of people that we can find. So we can then work out either herd immunity or then later, once we have the sufficient funds, we can buy our own batch and then immunize the people who have been not immunized and then re-immunize the people who have been immunized initially. So what if like if the if we like give the vaccine and the second dose, a second dose we'll give it like after six months, what's the will the effectiveness will be decreased, right? Yeah, again, it depends on the manufacturer, right? So if the manufacturer claims that uh, you have to give the 
second dose within this this span of time, then we have to ensure that if he's being given oils, it, it's no point, right? At that point, you'll be just wasting your money and resources. Yeah, so that's why we should. I think it's better to just do the things the correct way rather than like. Yeah. True. True. But and uh, again, yeah, another yeah. thing is that uh, they say that even though you miss it, let's say instead of four weeks, you you don't get it in four weeks. You instead get it after. Uh, so Aishan is also in our midst now. So uh, I mean, I guess because Aishan Hello. just joined. Wanakam, hey, Ibuan, <laughs> Namaskar. Yeah, Wanakam, bro. So yeah, Bonjour. just because Aishan joined us again to Aishan. Uh, this is a tricky question, actually. So now see Sri Lanka also got the vaccine right Yeah so Sri Lanka got the vaccine and it's like other countries also got vaccine now we got only 5 500000 vaccines mm. Okay so now do we go all out vaccinate 500000 people or do we mm. vaccinate 250000 people and save the 250000 to give it to them again because you need to give the second dose right Bro why the f- are you using vaccines Masha Dhammi ka pani diya So apart from dummy pen, yeah, dummy okay, pen okay, is still going okay, strong. Okay. Even though some okay. people got COVID after drinking it, we are still, you know, believing in it. That's okay. a different story. They just took the wrong, like, wrong dosing regime, bro. Yeah, Machang. Yeah, they didn't yeah, follow yeah. his, uh, you know, Kali Amma's proper regime. He had to follow. That's our story. Kali Amma so mad, bro. Yeah, Amma uh, is so mad now. We had to follow the perfectly. So do you think they should just go out and give vaccinate five hundred thousand people or save it so they can uh, vaccinate them again? Like what? What's your thought on it? There won't be no point, right? Like they are uh, like fancy like a vaccine carnera da. Like instead of vaccine, like uh, the same person the second dose. That's better, right? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, two yeah. doses, right? Two doses. So they can either what they can do is they can vaccinate five hundred thousand people at once, like, and they wait for the second dose. We don't know when we'll get the second dose. Yeah. Yeah, but if we don't, we can save it. But only two hundred fifty thousand people will get vaccinated. Okay. So I mean, there are like pro. I mean, there are advantages of both or and stuff. But like commonly, like asking a common man, what do you think is like the best way? Just save it up, right? You 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 feel like we have to save it up and then use it later. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, there's another thing they said that the booster is. Uh, It's a booster they're giving, so they can give it even after if you miss it after twenty eight days, you can still give it. So that's another thing that uh, they say. And uh, now that uh, Sri Lanka has been allowed to manufacture the the Sputnik five vaccine also, so that that will like that will help us produce more vaccines. What about the 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 and like the reactions to the vaccine? So Sri Lanka is just giving it to everyone, like the military. Everyone in the military is getting it. What are your thoughts, guys? Like, do they have to find a better uh, demographic to give the vaccine to, or do they stick to the normal one? Now we see that a lot of people are getting uh, reactions. So do they have to adjust? Yeah, so to I it? think they should. Uh, they should talk like little dot drive. Now there, there's a big thing going on within the Sri Lankan doctors that uh, don't give it for to young adults between 18 to 24 years because they get like severe uh, adverse reactions. And now there's another articles going on in the internet that uh, this Astra Astrotech, right? What's the name? Uh, AstraZeneca. Yeah, AstraZeneca is not effective after 65 years old, and it's like uh, bad for them. 
so they should all consider all those uh, things before giving it but now i think i think all the vaccines might have been given already because they said within one week they will just finish off the first dose of all the vaccines so i think they started last friday right no last thursday or friday so by this week the vaccines will be over the first dose they haven't they have they haven't sent the rest 250000 or have they sent like all 500000 together they send 500,000 shots at once. So, so we are doing it like 250, 250. I don't they, the they haven't explained as to how they are doing. So now they're covering as many frontline workers and tri forces as much as they can. So yeah, I don't yeah. know whether they're going to save it up. That would be the better option, but because anyway, Oxford's vaccine is like only 70% on average, the efficacy. First dose, right? Yeah, no, both doses together. The average is 70%. If you give a half dose and a full dose, it goes up to 90 something. If not, the average is only 70%. The AstraZeneca vaccine, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, but yeah. after the second yeah. dose, yeah. it goes up to 90%, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah it's supposed to come up to 90%. But uh, like Dinelka said, Kana Shottege, they found that it can be 90%. Okay. If you give two full, if you give, if they give two full doses, it came only up to seventy. One half and one full, it came up to ninety. So I don't know what Sri Lanka is following. So that's that's another issue. But Sri Lanka is following uh, one, like two doses. Two doses, but there is half and full. I don't know about. Not sure. That, yeah, that was I don't know. Yeah. Half and full. I think they won't practice it yet because they said they need more efficacy trials because that was just one sub. Uh, one subgroup. That's just a one-off thing, I think. So, uh, just a question. Like, right now, the only reason we need a vaccine is it's better for long term. And everyone, if it works 100%, everyone could just take it and continue with their life and the rates will go down, right? Otherwise, I would think if the country can afford it, a thing like the the full MCO we had, the full force MCO, that brought down the cases to zero, right? Because right now, if the vaccine is giving so much problems like this, and the anti-vaxxers aren't going to be any happier about it. I think that community is growing, dude. I mean, uh, I mean in Sri Lanka, I don't think there's a community like that, man. It's, it, it, I mean, you take the Pania group, it is anti-vax. No, no, they don't. Mind. They just wanted something to like cope up with because we didn't have any vaccines in like those days. Did now people want the vaccine? Oh, like a quick fix, basically. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. people had nothing, so they wanted something. So, dumb. I mean, uh, this uh, honey was the answer. They want something. Okay, omega panya. Yeah, maybe that that person's honey. <laughs> Also, you're speaking in the aspect, in the aspect of the first MCO, right? So the initial one that began, which closed all economic sectors and then... So we are uh, talking about Sri Lanka or Malaysia? We can use both, I guess. Easy to compare. Because, huh? I think Sri Lanka, Lanka there's no, there no curfew, nothing. They just lifted everything off. Yeah. yeah. 
But if you're taking into consideration of locking down the whole country, I guess in both aspects, in Malaysia or Sri Lanka, it's going to definitely hurt the economic status of the country. And anyway, in Sri Lanka, I guess economy is always depreciating now. So it's going to add fuel to the fire, I guess. So I don't, it will be a very bold and brave decision taken by the government if they do that, even if it's Malaysia or regardless if it's Sri Lanka or not. So I guess they have to consider so many parameters from many divisions everywhere, every department, and check whether how much they can sustain this to give, uh, you know, stimuli, these packages to keep up this, to bring down the cases back to like two digits or like single digits. I feel like that is highly unlikely. They'll just think of it like as you just got to live with this, like a flu, like a flu disease or something. So they'll just uh, put it as, you know, you've got to live with this. COVID is, you know, it's happening, but, you know, life has to move on, you know, things like that. I'm pretty sure it'll be uh, having that. Yeah. The only problem, the only problem we are not living with it as a flu is because there's more people dying to this. True. But still, still, like, I heard dengue here is killing more people than... Uh, COVID, is that yeah, still correct, true? Correct. I don't, I don't believe that now. I think that's a COVID. Much <laughs> undisclosed person. Allegedly, Un- allegedly, yeah. undisclosed person allegedly. who we call as yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Bus driver, AKA bus driver, abang bus, abang bus. Yes. As for dengue killing more people, yeah, that's right. Even when we had postings and stuff. The doctors used to say like people are scared of COVID, but they're seeing worse cases of dengue rather than COVID. But I don't think that the same holds true right now, especially because they're seeing more uh, complicated cases of COVID. Quite recently, they released like three or four warning signs of COVID. Like, for example, off the top of my head, if your tongue is swollen and all of that, that... uh, can be used as a warning sign that you might be getting COVID. And they published a paper actually on it. But that being said, for example, here in Malacca, they say that dengue is more uh, dangerous than COVID. Yeah, even a certain uh, lecturer, uh, I'll, I'll say Dr. He, he's like very into epidemiology and stuff and stats. So yeah, he also said that dengue kills more. So you can take however you want. That however you want. No, but that's true. Dengue may have killed more people, but over the same period of time, when you see, I mean, I guess now it's increasing. Right? Now the trend is going up. Like, if there are 5,000 odd cases, at least per day, it's worth like around 10 to 16 deaths. I guess, it, I mean, it fluctuates, right? And, and like, it's not constant. Right? And you can save someone, there's a higher chance of you can save someone with dengue to follow a proper regime as long as it's not uh, dengue hemorrhagic or uh, fever or, or they're in deep shock, there's a chance. But COVID, there are people who come dead also. And they're brought to the ward itself, they're dead. So I, I guess severity-wise, obviously dengue might be more severe, but, but COVID is just like, you will never know, right? Like, like it can be like a, such a quick escalation also. And when people who have who have immunocompromised, so who are immunocompromised, like they're worse off. And it's very difficult to compare these two diseases because one is a pandemic and one is not. So they can understand also, there's a 
and also uh, dengue and it has been there for a while it has never caused a problem where it had a risk of saturating the healthcare system while covid or you know for the few months that okay for almost a year it has saturated the healthcare system of so many countries and you know it might even just be the patients can actually be saved but you don't have the resources now you your doctors you don't have enough doctors so all those resources being stretched thin mean that even the patients that you can save might just end up dying because uh because we just can't treat everyone so but bro like dengue dengue mainly sees a increasing trend when the monsoons are there and all of that no this just seems to be on high year round i mean yeah, the, more in tropical so countries right Yeah, Following like even this counts as tropical and rampant with monsoons. So if the first, the, uh, if the first, I mean, if like, was, non-MCU yeah. wasn't there, I don't think like, we was, would have stopped at 5,000. Exactly. exactly. And if Dengue was like big in the US, maybe to get more attention. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what about the, what about the Dengue vaccine? The mosquitoes and all, then we can like control the route, but COVID, we can't control the route, right? Exactly. Because we can't. So basically, that's why, like, even dengue has high mortality rate. Like, COVID is more dangerous. Yeah, I mean, that's what I want to say. You can't compare a disease just based on mortality. You have to also think about the morbidity, right? So dengue, I mean, because COVID causes a greater extent of morbidity than mortality. So that that also affects the the severity of a disease, yeah. just not mortality. And the biggest problem, I think, is transmission. Like, uh, with dengue, you can at least, you know. Uh, stop the vector from uh, transmitting but covid it's droplet and also um, what is airborne a kind of like airborne apparently it's not yeah. airborne according it's to it's not airborne, airborne much yeah please <laughs> but yeah jokes aside i mean if you are considering it seriously yeah there is airborne transmission And, but they limit it There's a certain time period and the distance and everything, but yeah. so Dinakar raised the point of the dengue vaccine. Uh, so mm. far, so yeah. dengue vaccine one, since 2018. I'm not sure. Yeah, because WHO put it on its list, but they found that the severity of dengue increased, especially in a certain age group. I can't remember it off the top of my head because the dengue vaccine is dengue vaccine, right? It's from Sanofi. So, uh, because of that, now they've actually restricted its use, because they uh, found that in post-marketing surveillance that when people had had the vaccine and then they've never had dengue before, they get like severe dengue as a complication. So, because of that, now they are just restricting it to countries where dengue is endemic. So, according to the CDC, I think the countries are like New Mexico and all of that, like those states. Which have dengue endemic, so I'm not quite sure how it is back home. I haven't really asked because there are like three more vaccines, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head, that are currently in clinical trials, We're waiting for approval. But the Sanofi vaccine is the one that has had FDA approval. Anyway, dude, uh, one of the criteria is you should you have had dengue before, right? Otherwise, that's the reaction you said, no. So what about exactly. people who exactly. have had dengue and then they got the uh, vaccine? Their efficacy is okay. 
Yeah, it's actually good. That's why the CDC says you can. Wait, I'm actually Googling. So give me like two minutes. Because I, I remember reading it for class about a couple of days ago, but age, you know, can't remember that. I think the people who, who are at the higher risk of hemorrhage and stuff are people who've gotten dengue before, right? And they got it for the second time. Those are the people Absolutely. who are like this, risk of hemorrhage. Yes. Ah, yeah, this is the one. Yeah. The CDC website gives you... Um, so it says, uh, who received the vaccine and have not been previously infected with the dengue virus may be at risk of developing severe dengue if they get dengue after being vaccinated. So to Binura's point, that's, that's been postulated as the reason why that is. So that's why they've limited it now. So it says in May 2019, approved by FDA for use in children 9 to 16 years. Because initially it was available for ages 9 to 45 and recommends that vaccine only be given to persons with confirmed prior dengue virus infection. So um, on the Wikipedia site for dengue vaccine, there is about um, one, two, three, four, five. There's about five. So one is Denvax. Then the second one is like TV 003005. And there's not, another not one. Not to brag, but uh, Denvax, the Takeda one, was actually tested uh, in Sri Lanka because they did the trials in Sri Lanka. As I was leaving the company that I was working for, they were starting the trials. Okay, so how about uh, why isn't there much coverage about the dengue vaccine? I feel like not many people are aware of it there. Yeah? Again, the the demography which is affected, I guess. If it was the US, there'll be more funding, more marketing, and all that stuff. That is, affects maybe most of the tropical countries. And you come into the idea that prevention is better, right? So, in the sense, I mean, the vaccine is a form of prevention, but by you know, so stopping water from collecting and all that stuff, they've actually kind of really reduced it. I mean, did Sri Lanka eradicate malaria? Most Lanka, definitely. Right? 2016 confirmed by WHO. 2012 was the last case. There was one case in 2019 June, if I'm not mistaken, but that was uh, brought in by a foreigner who traveled. It was Plasmodium Vivax. Exactly. Because uh, there's a paper. There's a paper that shows that they actually limited transmission, so only two people were affected: the foreigner, as well as uh, the person who had gone and visited him. Other than that, they had limited transmission. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, again, I guess there's a kind of side effects can be very severe in if with the vaccine. If you have already, I mean, as Umesh already stated, the criteria is very specific as well. So I guess that's why we don't hear about it a lot. Right? I guess because you know, like uh, the public inspectors of health and stuff, they're putting, they, they're putting an effort to reduce the chance of, you know, the mosquitoes breeding. I think that can reduce uh, to a certain extent. And I don't think the dengue vaccine will be free, even if they do implement it. And, you know, countries, the tropical countries are usually poor. So it's going to be a little difficult as well. But I guess that's why dengue vaccine doesn't get much of, you know, uh, it doesn't get out there much. All right, guys, so uh, I want to ask about something else as well. So this is something I came across. Let me, uh, so uh, this is kind of a wide topic, but uh, let me, so I mean, 
what do you guys think about discrimination and like racism and stuff in medicine so this is a article i came across right so it just says a medical student couldn't find how symptoms look on dark skin so he published a book about it so <laughs> what do you guys think i mean i mean in sri lanka it's not a bigger problem i mean because we don't we don't talk about racism in medicine mostly in sri lanka so uh, what's your thought like it's not only racism but even discrimination so in medicine and how to deal with it in sri lanka without omission because he has had the most contact with the medical society in sri lanka i want some experience like you know if you guys have come across anything or what has happened and how you dealt with it any form of discrimination at all i mean personally i have not come across discrimination uh mainly because even for my electives i was viewed more as a student who was studying outside rather than you know versus like a tamil or a singalese doctor or even a muslim doctor so even in that context like i would say i was treated equally by uh, almost yeah actually all the members of like the students who were part of the electives program like there was no, no such thing as oh you're tamil so like the singalese uh, medical students wouldn't talk to me or anything like that i still remember like during my first day in ot like it was just three more students all three of them singalese and they would discuss questions and they started discussing autoclave so the nurse was explaining it in singalese and uh, so as everyone here knows i can understand singalese but i obviously won't speak it because of my accent um but i would I'll never forget this the main group leader turned to me and just went in english uh, bro if you need uh, just let me know and i'll translate for you so i said uh, don't worry man i appreciate it back and understand if i have any questions i'll ask so even after the nurse had finished explaining he turned to me he was like bro do you have any questions anything you want like me uh, to say or anything like that uh, so there's no such issues of racism that i saw but then again it's like a that's a thing right it's a small snapshot i don't think it's a, a big enough thing for me to say yeah, that it's not oh, represented no, yeah it's not represented exactly but at least from what my dad has told me and like most of his friends like i don't think racism is that prominent in the medical field but again it's you know it's all about being objective so maybe his experience is different from some other doctor somewhere who experienced uh, racism it also depends on like what kind of material you are using now when we use a, like in in our time we uh, i mean this is our time but uh, uh when so when i was doing surgery i would use uh, what's the textbook called srb right yeah uh and that's a indian textbook so a lot of the photos were of indian patients and you know they had variation of skin skin tones and that shouldn't be a problem i mean uh, so it's not always like whether it's fair skin or dark skin uh, it's just what's available and what's on the book that doesn't limit us from you know looking at other sources like you could just google whatever the symptom and then look at uh, whatever uh photos that are available it's also depends on like what sources are available where this uh textbook or uh pdf is published from it's not 
I don't think it's like clear cut. Maybe uh, so now you can't expect an Indian textbook to have maybe like uh, maybe very fair skin tone. I mean, well, it's possible. I'm not saying that all Indians do not have very fair skin tone, but I'm just saying that maybe they didn't have a picture of that symptom at that skin tone. Okay, the skin tone that you are looking for, but that doesn't mean that this resource is racist. It just means that it, because it can't give you every single, you know, for each symptom. Here's all the, uh, here's how it look looks at uh, with every single skin tone. It just says this is one symptom. This is how it looks, and you know, if you want to, you can go look up other uh, examples of it. So, I I don't think textbooks or any other resource not having um all the same uh, skin tones like same how symptoms look in every single skin tone is exact you know uh, example of racism yeah i guess it's less of a problem in our variety yeah. but uh, you can't expect every single skin tone to be there i think it's less of a problem in our part of the world in the us even though they have both races you know people with the extremes of skin tone they only stick to caucasian when they make books right so i guess that's a pro- bigger problem for them but because this guy the kid who actually did made the book he made a book on on different uh, on the darker skin tone he, he he got a lot of attention on it yeah so and I that's, that's right. thing i mean that should be a good thing that uh, this this uh, medical student that you know produced a textbook with all the skin tones but if like what vedashan if what vedashan said is true that uh, people nitpick certain skin tones then that would be racism just yeah, if so, it's not available and or like they use certain skin tones or i mean uh they just use one photo and that's okay a white skin tone the next photo is the darker shade that's fine just you can't have all the skin tones available but uh, you know using just fair skin tones throughout the entire textbook that is not acceptable this is so going to come up as being oh, oh, sorry minute go ahead go ahead go ahead and so i was wondering if this uh, the book only has pe- uh, pics of black people is it i i think uh, i think it's it's darker skin tones so is that racist in itself no i i think what the guy did was there are already too many books of white people i mean pictures of white people in it he wanted something to balance it like right i guess there's only one form of racism kind of yeah i guess so no but i mean this is, i mean i may be oversimplifying things but if you look at it from like a educational standpoint from one it's up to the i mean person who chooses the picture right to choose like a picture that represents like the whole color uh, gamut that you would expect to find in that area maybe but my maybe they think that if you have a fairer skin it's easier because of the contrast so you can see the sign better because if you would notice like especially when we like do like clinicals and things like that they be like oh you can see a picture in your textbook but usually in asia or they'll say okay in this area 
the sign might be there, but it's not as prominent because of you know the dark skin. So maybe it's because that they won't be able to show this uh, sign properly if it's in a darker skin. I don't know. I obviously think I'm oversimplifying things here, but that would be a possible thing that's you know not racism. It's just uh, ease, I guess. Yeah. So even I agree with Sandhu. Sandhu made a lot of good points. One of them was which uh, it's just availability. You can't just in a uh, primarily Caucasian. Uh, country, you can't just go finding people of other uh, skin tones, right? Whoever's nearby with the findings, you just take a pick, done. And I'd like to, okay, this might sound wrong, but I'd like to think of lighter skin tones as like a model picture of what the clinical feature is. Especially for like a skin condition, you would really see the contrast in light skin. Uh, that's just a hot take, I think. And I also think this guy is just capitalizing on the thing white people bad i feel like he's just bargaining too yeah, much on let's 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 not go so far i mean i don't think we should put this guy's work down because it's still yeah, quite interesting that he thought about it that way and the fact that the book is there so it is still going to be helpful for doctors right it's not like you know you're gonna look at it and be like oh this guy thought he knew everything so he decided no he actually did something to help. So, I mean, but I think, that way I wouldn't think yeah, of, Danny, but... Yeah, sorry, go no, on. Uh, that was the end of my... Uh, yeah. uh, I, I think, like, what he did was good, but he could have done it better if he also included the, white, uh, you know, fair skin tones. Because what we... Uh, what uh, Bindra said was right. Yes, there is a lot of uh, resources out there with fair skin tones. Yes, we agree with that. But... Let's have all, I mean, if he was actually dedicating this book to increase the diversity of, you know, each symptom and how it looks on every single skin tone, might as well inc include the fair skin tones. That's, there's no harm in that, right? Because this, this book, yes. And, you know, it's very important to know how a symptom looks on a darker skin tone because you don't, it's not like you're going to meet a, a, okay, a patient with, darker skin and then you're going to say look i haven't seen this symptom on a you know patient with dark skin therefore i can't treat you you can't say that but um so yes this resource would come really handy to new doctors but then you are it's you can't just avoid another group of patients who are fair skin saying uh well you know i didn't study your work because i thought that was racist you know so you can't just so nobody's going to use just this book as a reference point. They'll have to use another book as well. So what he did, yes, it improves and, you know, diversifies the resources, but he could have, like, his work is also not complete. He could have added all the skin tones and said, because that was his mission, right? It wasn't writing a textbook. It was bridging the gap, but he also made another little gap. So yeah, exactly. Maybe, so... So like I I get the feeling like black people would be more inclined to read this book or like you know standard textbooks. I feel like what this is, this does is you know they're like oh, no, then, I don't want to read that white man's book. <laughs> like I don't. I know who you're referencing. <laughs> no, but no, this I, thing is I, another racial thing, much. Exactly, and, and can't you can't make two racial mistakes? You know, can't write 
you just you can't just because of one racial mistake you can't make another racial mistake and say now it's fine you yeah know? that's what i feel this guy is doing that's like how you know these ethnic wars how discrimination yeah you tell them something starts you know just cuz one side does something wrong let's not go and do the same thing to the opposite side yeah let's just say okay you guys made a mistake now we are going to be the better people and bridge the gap no bro you shouldn't have done it in the first place okay <laughs> all right i i take it all back oh. <laughs> but i mean obviously jokes yeah i am outnumbered here well so instead of his own textbook couldn't he have contributed to like a, a new edition of a popular textbook already won't that be better oh would be difficult no yeah and i, I already guess. have a set of uh, set of authors and things so you have to contact them and get involved and maybe if they I say mean, no you could have he could have influence or like you know brought this up with other uh, authors and said look this is something that we find uh, lacking in your textbooks and say you know you, you should include these and here's my resources and i mean but if he didn't want to do that and go on to you know write his own textbook that's also fine because this is what i mean this is something new that he's done and he should get credit for it but he could have you know taken it a step further and included him uh, all the skin tones because then it would be you know it would be neutral in any sort of racial sense right because this is because yeah. someone's going to see that okay this might be a bit racist even this yeah. Yeah, it's like the minute thing. I hate all men, you know. Exactly. So now it's the same way of. Uh, okay, I didn't really hear that part, but. Okay, it's a, it's the same way of saying uh, that he pointed out that all textbooks are kind of racial, charged, and they only have white skin tones. But he also made the same mistake. I don't. We yeah, have been yeah. using this textbook for quite a while, Maja. Like for many decades. and bring in a issue like this at this time maja it's going to bring like more divisions within the races yeah this is basically trying to profit off of you know this this race yeah. and you know exactly. another thing just, another thing yeah. i notice is if someone doesn't acknowledge that there's some racial issue it becomes a mistake as well right so this guy has taken this problem to his uh, the head of the department or whatever and he has been like yeah yeah yeah, yeah you notice something good i i find his attempt is good but he should should have done it in a different he is a 20 year old medical student who made his own book rather he should have collaborated with a a better panel and made a better book right i'm not against the idea of you know trying to be representative but uh, rather just just making a book by yourself is kind of too much i mean it is a problem definitely but i guess it's a problem but it's a good attempt i guess it's a good attempt but i feel like people when you don't recognize when you don't acknowledge that is a racial issue you become a, you become a racist but even though you have a different point of view probably is bringing so, this racial things just for the attention matter tera yeah probably just to get that reach no it is a good attempt i would say but the implementation was for the point is like with the uh, you know the people who call out on racist Uh, racism uh you then again start labels right now you call out on people who are being racist but then you're labeling this person as a racist so you're also doing something that you are trying to fight against so maybe just like understand what he, 
you know, he's coming from and see whether is he actually being racist. And then, you know, if that is the case, then for sure, call them out on that. But uh, like, if it's not, you know, clear cut racism and, you know, it can, the thing is with racism, it uh, exists in many forms and uh, I don't think a decent, uh, like, definition or something has been found for now because uh, it also exists in as I said in many forms uh, just don't you know don't be so quick to call someone racist when they they might have actually a decent argument or maybe they are not really thinking of it at, as from a racial point of view true bro but if, I mean if for example you are considering your last point that they're not thinking about it in a racial point of view, then wouldn't it be prudent to point that out that, yeah, it might have racial uh, connotations? Because it's, like you said, yeah, I do agree. It's, you shouldn't be quick to jump and label someone as racist, especially because you're trying to get rid of that label that, okay, this race is bad versus this race is good. Yeah, I understand. And I agree, but... The issue is this. I guess that stems from the person who's calling someone racist wanting to educate that person that they're doing something wrong. You understand? Because at the end of the day, you are having, if it's an individual racism, then you're having your own set of beliefs and ideas, whether through education or just, you know, your surroundings or just personal belief that one race is different from the other and hence is inferior to the other, right? Or it could be institutional where like you have areas, for example, law and things like that, that, you know, have certain laws that favor other races compared to the others. But the reason I'm saying this is sometimes it's very easy for you if you've been, you know, out of it, not to really know that you are actually being racist. So maybe that is why like this guy decided, okay, like, yeah, I see that, you know, it's a lot of Caucasians. Why aren't there, you know, enough, you know, people of color involved? And if you read his website, basically he gives his vision why he decided to do it. And he says that a lot of people, you know, have done studies that show that darker colored individuals are more at risk for certain conditions. And he also names COVID as one of them. So he said he was trying to use his book to educate people that, you know, this color thing should not be there. You should, you know, have it equally. So he decided to do it himself. So I do agree with their points that, you know, if you have like racism like this, you should be quick to jump and say, oh, you're a racist because other people have different ways. But, you know, it's important to know that it also could be used to point something out that you yourself might not know. It's actually true, man. I, I actually un, like uh, I agree with you because uh, that's what you should do. Like if some okay, look now, I understand. Now we just had a conversation, right? And you brought out a point, and I understood that. Yeah. And now I'm gonna say that yes, I agree with it. If that that's a kind of like conversation that everyone should have, because yes, uh, this person might not realize that it might be racist. And if you can point that out and he then agrees that, okay, yes, 
might be racist and then gives out you know a decent argument why he thought that it's not and why it's happening this way uh you should have you should be able to come for some sort of consensus maybe yes okay we didn't have enough resources we didn't have enough uh pictures to show the, uh but now we do okay and maybe we should try and work out the next few editions of certain textbooks to include to include those uh resources so giving someone that opportunity to you know right or wrong should be there before you call someone out a racist so yeah hey agree. true yeah true. i guess now maybe we can move to something less darker no pun intended <laughs> so racist <laughs> uh dude one question yeah just one question about the previous topic um so like how credible is it is it credible enough to quote from that book saying okay i got these findings from this book again it's another thing he, man it's never going to be but yeah. no i think i think the findings are going to be the same except the pictures are going to be different right you understand it's still like quote the quoting thing again it depends on the lecturer who you're quoting it to i don't think you need to quote the textbook right like because yeah, exactly because you that's right so, like you don't need to quote, quote the clinical you know, science yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's it's more of atlas like again yeah it's it's to show i mean it's to help you uh, recognize signs that would appear on a darker patient and that that is fine that that's actually great to think of it that uh, and you know this guy has actually gone the step further and you know published a textbook about it Brilliant. i mean he could have he could have gone two ways he could have not made a like he couldn't have he just should have just kept it down maybe done it maybe publish his book without much like he would publish any other book but maybe he wanted to bring out this you know that medicine there is racism in medicine thing out maybe he went for it and he did it in a way he did it but it's good now yeah. that we are talking about it i guess it it's fine it, because we know there's something out there like this it, it might be yeah. helpful sometime yeah. because we are not we are not only going to be working in sri lanka we might go to we might go abroad we might go to countries with people who have the extremes of skin tone so i guess at the end of the day it's good that we know about it now I mean at least he brought out awareness. Yeah, even in his exactly. vision he says it's more awareness not rather than like yeah, I mean his textbook doesn't need to sell at all now that people I mean I'm I'm saying it's really good if it sells but uh it doesn't need to do what its intended purpose because right now it's already done it because now people are thinking hey what about patients with darker skin how would it look? And if that was his goal I think he's done a good job. i think if you're a doctor you 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 know learn through experience anyway right by like you know like inspecting a lot of patients yeah i, I mean, don't think this is really useful for them exactly it's not even just skin tones i mean it's how it appears also like you can get milder forms you can just get like a variation that you haven't seen and uh, yeah it's i mean skin tones just one aspect right uh you can appear in different ways and it's through just as uh, been research it's all about experience how many of these variations have you seen and how well you can recollect and say okay this i've seen and i think this is this okay guys so any other anything else you guys want to talk about like about this if not i mean so yeah.
no, about about the topic. What is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> This is something I came across also. So they say the Apple Watch can detect COVID nineteen before symptoms arise. Are we really going to talk about this? <laughs> no, bro. bro Samsung is better. Apple, Apple Watch can detect oh, COVID nineteen. Yeah, but China has anal swabs now for COVID nineteen. Well, maybe we should talk about that. Let's not. Yes. So, Jude, it's right up think? my alley. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like oh, it's kind of like cow milk. How did the first person to do it know that that would be the result? <laughs> um, hey, which one of you guys story? shared it? Huh? On the on the uh, this thing, because I remember one of you guys shared it, and then one of my friends back home also posted a link saying these guys just know how to get weirder and weirder. They are just following Borat, bro. Yeah, they're taking <laughs> that way too serious. Okay, so basically, it says that uh, they have found this. Uh, the child has tested positive for COVID, and they have taken a variety of uh, tests, including the serum antibody, nasal, throat, and even anal swabs. And uh, they realized that. Uh, the coronavirus survives longer in the anus or excrement than those taken from upper uh, body tracts, and for some silent carriers, the virus may be present in their throat for three to five days. And yeah, so it's a false negative. So basically, it goes to show that the virus can be present even in your excrement for longer periods of time. So, so can I really don't know. Yeah, can it be transmitted sexually then? I really don't know, man. Like. It, it it they haven't mentioned because I I think it's like a nine year old boy so I don't even get semen samples from a nine year old kid. I'm so, but also why did they decide to do? Oh my god! Did it, it doesn't mention. It just said okay, this guy is a positive. We'll just stick a swab in every orifice he's got. <laughs> that, that's what. Yeah, I mean, isn't that isn't that unethical though? I mean, you're already going to get a throat swab and like the blood test, know, right? which should be enough. Yeah. But you, you just go okay. He has holes. Let me just cover them. Where did the lab rat bro? Idea for you know. You can you can see the screen, right? Yeah. 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 Maybe he wanted to be more. Maybe they wanted to be more invasive. Huh? Get it? Invasive. Yeah. Yeah. We got you. <laughs> wow. You can ask Vishnu about that. I really have no idea. It's all uh, Binra's mouth. The video. I don't understand. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, now I remember. I guess Jan wasn't entirely wrong. Just took a few months for China to catch up. One two to two inches, man! Holy crap! That's like what, like five cm, <laughs> six cm. Oh my god! I think you're used to that, no vision, bro. This is a family program, <laughs> man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Try and keep it as family friendly as possible. That ship has sailed, bro. How about the last sailed. segment? <laughs> Talking in a yeah. I don't think that will yeah. ever reach the light of day. <laughs> yeah. uh, it yeah. says uh, previous also taking an anal swab could increase accuracy in key groups, and they are usually taken at co- specific quarantine locations. So I really have no idea why they did this. Yeah, because there was another newspaper article that said that they are only going to use that to test cities that had high risk. There's a lot of transmission. Yeah, But if exactly. you know, mm-hmm. just the article that uh, Dinaka just shared at the end, 
A pathologist at the Wuhan University says that throat swabs and nose swabs are still uh, still the best. So my question yep. is: so then, why even bother with something that you know is not as good as? Uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. I guess okay. So first of all, I think since China was doing apparently quite well in the recovery phase, and suddenly I think uh, two or three cities had uh, sudden outbreaks, right? So in that case, I feel like maybe uh, they wanted to check how and why this happened at a sudden, you know, when it was already downhill, you know, cases were dropping, and then suddenly they, there was a sudden spike. So they were wondering many avenues of how it could be transmitted. So then I guess maybe they want to check the experiment and you know, different avenues of how it can. So maybe they just decided to stick a swab inside and check. Okay, let's see if COVID there, and you know, you never know, right? And the website also says that the virus survives for longer, right? Exactly. So maybe I think maybe that should be the reason because China is apparently doing well after Q4 2020. So the cases are also dropping quite well. So must be they must have found out. Hey, let's see. Since you know cases have been going down, we had to find a way of how this could be transmitted than the usual way that they have found. So I guess at this point, you know, there is no sky's the limit for research. I think you know. Yeah. So, what's the basis for COVID being? What did you say? Like more present in the anus? It's how did it find its way to the digestive tract? Like yeah, how did it? No, dude, isn't the throat easier to colonize rather than the anus? No, I, I it guess it spreads, right? It spreads through your lymph, uh, lymphatic ground, and also blood. Either one, because usually what? if it's throat, then it should be lymphatic, right? To be, to be in the stool, it, it should pass through the digestive digestive tract, right? I guess yeah. sputum. Then pass through the gut. So at that point, aren't you like already? Ekade ba. I mean, it seems like it's too late. <laughs> so, like, are they considering fact, COVID? Fact, fact, fact. Huh? They're considering what, dude? Sorry. COVID STD. I don't think. I mean, no. The, the thing is, it's a nine-year-old boy who's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want But to no, man. I, Ranjit, to, to your point though, to be considered STD, you should have proof that it travels through sexual activity. This they've just found that the uh, virus has been in, found in the anal. This thing, so it could come from the digestive tract also. Yeah, but yes. it should test it out, right? Whether it can be transmitted. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. I already used all the stuff, bro. Please, please keep Ranjula's part. I saw this article on the web. They were demonstrating. Wait, how to transmit the There goes the podcast. I'm not sure. We're not showing this to anyone, right? I mean, we're not going to show it to the toast. From what I've heard, uh, COVID usually uh, gets the systems of the renal, the nervous, the cardiovascular, the respiratory, so and also the digestive. Because I've seen patients, I know, I've seen a great cases of uh, patients coming with diarrhea as well, and then uh, they have uh, they suspected COVID and they have been tested positive for COVID. So I'm guessing since they have, or say since the virus colonizes, or in this case affects, or you know, targets the digestive system as well in certain individuals. I guess maybe 
yeah, that could also be a possibility that why there are high levels of COVID uh, virus particles in the extremes and the area. Do you think the Chinese, Chinese guys are just taking the shit like this? You know, after like that. Like yeah, they were taking the shit. That's why they got the anal swab. But... Yes, I mean, yeah, I forgot to. Or it's probably they like backside. <laughs> I mean, they have they have said that uh, COVID can survive in feces. They are really scared. Have, but... What if China bans us? I've heard that uh... China doesn't have YouTube, right? Wait, wait. I mean, sorry, <laughs> COVID banned, survives right? in feces. It says that they they have been. Uh... found to survive a longer duration that's what it says yeah, that's in the ano can i oh, yeah uh, also dinaka sorry oh. sorry to interject can you uh, share the link that ranjula just sent in the group just as like a disclaimer this link is sent by ranjula i will have a no, screenshot of it i never sent it <laughs> i don't if, if it's if it's a std then sadul must have got it by already right so it can't be a std <laughs> Jude, I'm not with whom? You, you, Jude. <laughs> hey, don't say that, ah, Ishan, you might get triggered. So, according to this link, who someone has shared in the group, anonymous person, Ranjula Dishan. Oh fuck! I'll just start again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, doesn't this say to avoid the uh, contact? covid patients so yeah, but spit makes sense right they could get the virus yeah. by touching these surfaces so i mean i think more than it's not it's yeah, not it's sexual probably, right yeah it's probably because like kissing and stuff like right? right like yeah. through mouth That's like through saliva so it's possible that you can get covid 19 virus from sexual activities that expose you to fecal matter So what that basically means is that uh, what that basically means is what it means. So you obviously know what it means. No, bro, please so tell it's us. It's more common in homosexuals. You don't want to share this. Right. So it's basically also, common in homosexual thing. No. Yeah. So so, so Jude, you have to be careful regarding this one. So yeah, I'll, I'll take note. I'll take note. Thank you. And the virus has been detected in uh, semen and vaginal fluids uh, of recovering. Sorry, sorry, just. Semen, ne? No. Semen or vaginal fluid. At the end, it says it has been detected by. I think in semen of people who are recovering from the virus. No, because there's no evidence that they have this thing, but it, the virus no has been detected. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, they detect they detect in you, and you had sex with someone. So even if they detect the virus in your semen, but if the person you had sex with does not show symptoms, then There's no, no transmission. Yeah. yeah. How's the my thing example? Like, I should not mean the example, but you know, clear down with uh, patient X and patient Y. But why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really hard to determine, right? Whether it, uh, if the if imagine like one person has COVID and another person doesn't, and when they engage in these kind of uh, activities, they can't like pinpoint that it got transmitted sexually, right? Because if they do some other stuff as <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry, Angela. I've never seen you so excited for something like this. Like you're so like you're dying. Ranjula, could you just probably didn't wear mask, bro? Just elaborate on the stuff that they can do. Thank you. It literally says the safest type of sexual activity during COVID-19 is masturbation. Oh my God.
basically sex don't engage in any real thing so mutual masturbation guys let's go are the dude mugar that's that's so with partners bro you are none of my partners man chill pico pico oil transmission ഡിറക്ടേഴ്സ് <laughs> Dude, this needs a director's cut like Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. <laughs> this this needs a... No comment, simply waste. I love that sticker, bro. So, Vishan, shall we move on to the next topic? Alright, so, yeah, I'm just going to have a chill session with you guys. So, so Bindu and I had a small argument about who the best uh, T20 bowler is. So, I, I was still stuck on uh, Lasit Maling, whereas Bindu was like, no, he's too old, he has a bandi, you know, Bhagwa is not... Kusal Mendes. Exactly. <laughs> No, okay so if you guys had to make a team okay let's say you guys tomorrow you had to play a match uh, okay you had to make a team of five cricketers okay you had to make five cricketers it can be a old current whatever okay but you want to make a team no, no no that's unfair you have to choose like a timeline i mean this is, no, no. i can take i can take malinga when he was in his peak i mean it's not yeah. the same as okay. now let's say let's say uh, Let's so you say, can pick Malinga in 2009 World Cup or something. Yeah, 2000. Let's say in the 2000s. <laughs> till now, you want to pick a player. When you automatically pick the player, he comes. He's at his peak, and you want to make a, a five-side team. Comes at his peak. Yeah, yeah. arrives. Arrives. Is that good enough? The arrives means you just sound like more dignified. Is, you're saying the same thing, yeah, but yeah. you're just like. So when you choose a player, yeah, you're choosing him. You say that. Man, you say that. ശ്രീലങ്കൻ so uh the newer the better right but cause then we'll know them but if not it's fine because uh i mean umeshans you know yesteryear players still acceptable you know so that's not, not a problem okay so i guess uh who aishan, wants to go first we'll start with aishan aishan okay five five okay <laughs> so you can have uh, one wicket keeper is optional so six one of the players in the five can be a wicket keeper batsman okay. okay. but if you don't want it's fine so this uh, this is what's the format by the way it's just like a just like random order random order whatever yeah. you want uh, just just give two batsmen two bowlers and uh, one wicket yeah one wicket keeper yeah That's and if you don't want a wicket keeper still it's fine because we do just for doing the fun of it let's say uh, two best yeah. t20 T20, T20 format take yeah t20 format yeah but you still need other people for t20 right? yeah. i will limit it to sri lanka then I tell you like, just make it level level like the like a I like see you can see Vishal's face instant regret you, you might want to play some bang it's going to be too uh, it's going to take a while 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just five, 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 bro. Five. Come on. Okay. Just five. Best. I'm already done with five. Yeah, if you guys want time, okay. take some time to write it down if you want. Arjuna. Hmm. I think Kalu we get keeping it Karna, I think. Yeah. Uh, Sankar. You're making so are we making a full Sri Lankan team? Yeah, full Sri Lankan, but only five players. You want only Sri Lankan. Only Sri Lankan? Only Sri Lankans, yeah. I just said Sri Lanka. Has Was played uh T twenties? Yeah, he played. Yeah, he even played for Deccan Chargers for IPL, right? So he's done that also. So I'm going to leech off a few from uh, Aishan. Okay, so I'm going to go with Chamindavas and uh, Lasit Malinga when he was in his prime, minus the Bandi. Uh, Sanat Jaisuri. Um, and TM Devchan. And uh, let's we could keep with Sangakar. Not bad, huh? Oh, also, uh, Jai Surya during, was it 2008 World Cup? 2007. 2007, 2007, or like so Mike, 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 so I'll go with uh, Sangha, uh, Mutaya, Angelo, uh, Nuan Kulasekara, and uh, Akila. Akila is Yeah. I'm sorry. Suspect action, Mata. <laughs> that was good. I've seen him before. I just liked it. Wait, could you repeat your lineup again? Who are the batsmen in this? Batsmen are uh, uh, Angelo. And Sangha. Okay, we got keeping. Oh, you're not going to keep it. Ah, okay, okay. So no dedicated we keep away. Okay. Fine. No, no. So you have like a really good bowling lineup, ne? Yep. Yeah. One spinner, two fast balls. So guys, this is a yeah. it's a T20 team, huh? so. I don't. That that's fine. I mean, you can round change yeah, up. Yeah, any uh, any side is. Any all batsmen, that's fine with like one bowler. So next is with international, okay? Ooh. Yeah, next with international. No much. I don't know the new guys though. I don't know. I've stopped watching it's cricket right. from like 2017, bro. I get <laughs> I get depression every time. <laughs> I don't watch Sri Lanka cricket for sure. I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, little coconut. No, you live in Sri Lanka, but watch every other team. No, I, I mean, watch I every time. Judging. I don't even watch the game. So they give you hope, and they let you down. It's like a certain yeah. university 
you know yeah give you hope and they... like yeah. the can't yeah the like the recent series yeah. like we like the first match we fucked up the first innings second yeah. match we fucked up the second innings like yeah exactly one innings like tirimana goes nuts 100 okay uh kusal mend is 50 lose, we lose by 36 runs like we are never going to i mean it's like we will never win just sad next next match angelo 100 angelo matthews 100 next uh, third innings 135 runs all out maybe they are tired from western yeah maybe. now namla rajapaksha is like they're going to get paid on their uh, ability or rather how they play oh they i thought Na- namal was going to go come and play cricket for us Those are really good guys. I I stopped at the peak bro, you know. Mm. After when they uh, when they started Dr. going down that Dr. Range. So I'll go with uh, I mean some of the players haven't played Q20 because they are a bit old but no, 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 no. in their peak probably Arjun Ranatunga, uh, Sitat Vettamuni, Tilna Kadanambi and uh, new players Chandimal and <laughs> the other oh. one is still yet to come he will be like in the major leagues in the coming up years he's a player called samu ashan so all five players has one thing in common with him all from anand maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i agree with everyone except chandimal <laughs> yeah i know chandimal yeah. he takes uh, he takes 15 to get samu ashan i've heard, heard of him samu ashan He hasn't. He hasn't started, right? He hasn't debuted yet, right? He's yeah. He he's uh, yet to come. He's like really good, apparently. He's like a yeah. big striker. Okay. But Chandimal in T20, he's got like an average of 15 and strike rate of 80. Okay. No, yeah, Chandimal in the peak, he was really good, man. When he came, yeah, came, he was like really good. He he yeah, did he like four fifties yeah. in a row. I think he yeah, was. Yeah, I, I remember right? the hundred. Was he he scored his hundred in lower three number. Like uh, Matthews held up one in, and yeah. he scored yeah. his. He's just for him. To, yeah. He captained. He captained the 2014 Sri Lanka T20 team, but Lasith Malinga captained the final and gave the yeah. trophy to Lasith Malinga. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he's injured, right? No, he didn't play well. Huh? He he was like uh, Mala. Yeah. They, they just used an excuse and kicked him. He was a captain mm-hmm. of the team, man. So they are uh, I mean Chandimal in the peak not now. So that's mm. my thing. Okay. Uh Favis Maharuf <laughs> and Dilhar Fernando. <laughs> I don't know ball. <laughs> uh for batting. Oh can I pick another bowler? Piran Samare. Ajanta Mendes. For batting. Mr. Bowler. Um, <laughs> Betting, I don't know. <laughs> Betting, bro. Betting, <laughs> uh, uh, I guess. Dilshan, Tilakarat, Dilshan, and um, Mahel Jawad. Wait, could you explain why you picked the bowlers? 
I think yeah, it's nostalgia. Yeah. I just like those names. <laughs> I think both Maharu, of them. Each time I see those highest vans with the high roof, I think Maharu. <laughs> both of them didn't live, live up to their potential, like uh, Ajanta Mendes and Maharu. They like started off very well, but then they tailed off at the end. Ajanta Mendes was like, he was he has the best figures in T uh, Twenty. Yeah. Are you checking him out, <laughs> bro? I'm nice talking about the. his uh, you know bowling average and wickets and what not and when i think it was a bleacher report there's a sports website they did a unbiased rating of uh, cricketers based on the performance so what they do is they take your average wickets all that and blindly they don't know who's average it is and they put it in order and actually ajanta mendes had the best average like on average meaning points for a player in t20 it was 2014 or something but now he hasn't played so you can't include him in the argument anymore but he used to be really good so i guess okay, my team without maharu fall just go with uh, murali can't go wrong no? so all in their peak uh, who dilhara was good in his peak right fast bowler he was okay actually he had that boss bro who the plateau at tip bevata Yeah. Sure, platy, but but like, no one was built like him though. Like he was built like a yeah. you know a fast bowler. Yeah, Nuan Zoisa and uh, Maharu like not Maharu. Dilar Fernando were like very similar. But like, two days ago Nuan he Zoyza got Dilhara got caught for no, match no, no. fixing. Not a different guy. Not Dilar Fernando. Lokhetti guy. Yeah, Lokhetti guy. Dilar Lokhetti. Oh, that's a different guy. Oh. So you want to change your team? Ah, to Dilar Lokhetti guy. Match fix your way to the final. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> is he, yeah, he's, he's a royal. No, he, he's, he's a old guy. He's a royal. He was a royal. Yeah. I just said uh, Rabukwal is also really good, man. I mean, his cricket, <laughs> cricketing. No, actually, the cricketing carry is really good. He's like a really good striker. But who marked that? Yeah. But he can't open. Uh, yeah, but uh, he's a good cricketer. Yeah. Yeah. He put a pilot. Uh, he tried to become the oh, pilot. Should, uh, we should not talk about this, da. Huh? Okay, yeah. So my team yeah. will be uh, Sanat and Sanga opening, Tisre Pereira, uh, Ajanta Mendes and Malinga. So Sanat after the no, my nothing. Yeah, we... after so you didn't you didn't pick a Tamil bowler. <laughs> you made a big yeah. fuss at Pinera picked, but you of course don't pick a Tamil uh, bowler. He's from your yeah. he's from your state, though. So I know you only play so from Kandy, but T twenty bro, Murali wasn't that great. So when I said no, Murali is Murali, bro. Bro, he was not at better T20. Yeah, he was out of his prime. When T20 started, he got started getting thrashed. Yeah, he got a little bit of a setback. Yeah, he retired at the end. Yeah, Indian Premier League, right? He did quite well. No, IPL also. I don't. That's why. No, IPL he was bad. He was bad. That great, yeah. And Mukad. they say that murali even though i mean murali is great i'm, I'm no argument there but there's a thing that murali got a lot of wickets of tail enders he has 800 wickets but they say okay he got uh, wickets of tail enders there is shane won usually bowls in the first few overs like in you know, a test matches he starts sometimes even starts well, uh, shane won so shane won yeah that's got, because much fast bowlers used to take the first wickets so whatever is left much are all taken in hand so the spinners gets No, no, Shane Warne yeah. also. Yeah, Shane Warne. Yeah, Shane, the thing is, uh, they say that Shane Warne was like, even you knew, you knew Shane was gonna, Shane Warne was gonna bowl what he was gonna bowl. Still, you couldn't pick him. 
Yeah, I feel like I I might get a lot of hate for this, but I feel like Shane Warne's achievements are like a bit better than Murali's because, considering the conditions in Australia, one thing, right? Like, and also he had like a a generic ex, uh, like an action. So yeah, he wasn't like gifted. He wasn't gifted or anything, you know, by birth. It's yeah, but like, Shane Warne had one advantage. His team was crazy good. Like yeah, that's another disadvantage. That's another disadvantage yeah, yeah, for yeah. him taking wickets. Yeah. Because Murali yeah. used to take like like the bulk of the wickets, right? Whereas yeah. in Australia it's shared, so like he gets it's like yeah, you know, Madra and all of them, right? Just come yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's Jason, uh, Jason Gillespie, uh, Gillespie bowling from one side. There's Brettley, and for him to come and take wickets, it was just crazy. Murali takes nine wickets in the innings, like it's nothing. I miss Brettley, bro. He many is uh, you know turning the trishaw on action. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, but morally is just great. You can't deny it. Whether he took Kalyanders uh, yeah. or not, I think they're both pretty great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, leg spinner. Well, Australians hate morally, man. Gilchrist to this day accuses morally of having an illegal action. He's the same guy who put some glove or something in his pants. Uh, 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 Cosmos. Eh? He explains pot, it like pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, he's no, but. Thing is, uh, it wasn't illegal. It still isn't. To use a scotch ball, you can just keep it. So apparently, to increase the power of his bottom hand, he used it. And uh, he points to it also during the match. Ape kappa ke bangu, organ sir. Where is the banana? If it does actually increase the, um, you know, power of the bottom hand, that gives you unfair advantage, right? No, in the sense, either you get uh, everyone to use it, or you don't get anyone to use it. Yeah, but That's the rules yeah, say yeah. don't. The rules say don't uh, uh, yeah. disallow it. There's no specific that rule that disallows it. The rules have just yet to catch up. Thamana, he didn't do yeah, that. But still, there's no rule against it. Because right. he's the only one who used it now. Exactly, it's yeah. difficult to back with it, ba. It's yeah, difficult. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how there's an advantage, though, honestly. Yeah, I feel like it would be disadvantage. Exactly. Yeah, to be honest, exactly. It, it but what happens is he keeps it between his uh, at the at the base of his thumb, and 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 the glove. The the yeah he, yeah he sh- he showed it yeah. after he got the century. Yeah, who penned na mema maker? He just points at his thumb. What happens is his coach at Perth, I think. He wasn't. He's from Perth, so I told him to use that to put more uh, more power into his bottom hand. So he's a left-hand batsman. So his bottom hand is going to be his mukadme, uh, his left hand, right? So by putting the, this on the right hand, he put more power into his uh, left hand. Bo- so he could play the drives more easily, and there was more power behind his drives. So it it was a training trick which he took to the field. So I guess I don't know. Even I think it's kind of unfair, but we can't discuss it because. But that's not the reason why we lost, right? <laughs> yeah, that's not the reason. But play uh, 150 runs or something, right? Oh, we, yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. But I mean, the Australian team, the those days, I mean, was you know kind of unbeatable. I mean, I don't think they lost the entire tour, like one game in the entire tournament. But the the whole team didn't not perform that well, right? Uh, I think Matthew. No, they got two. They no, no. They had like a huge partnership, right? Opening partnership. They scored like two eighteen, like thirty eight or something. Yeah. No, we we batted first, no. No, no. We were chasing. No, they batted first. They we just chased them. 
I mean, we had a good partnership. I can remember Sangha and Jayasuri like were going well, but then Sangha. Then behind the button, what's that? Yesterday. Yeah, it was dark, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. They didn't, they didn't yeah. have lights. It was dark. Yeah. And so we had some books coming as well. Huh? Wait, it was the one we got bombed, right? No. Yeah, that happened oh. in Sri Lanka. That's ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another side mission by. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bang. I was sleeping. Yeah, you said the you said the motion and you slept. Sorry, <laughs> He deployed his entire air force on that day. You don't have air two, force. Two aircraft. <laughs> My air force is called Sri Lankan Air Force. Oh yeah, that, that one. That's what you name them, sir. <laughs> no, that's what that's the different air force Aisha is referring to. <laughs> okay, moving back onto the topic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go. Okay, I'll I'll pick uh, Devilliers and Kohli. Okay. And one down would be Steve Smith. Uh, bowlers would be uh, Marling and Stark. Uh, yeah. So Devilliers no, is the keeper, right? Boss, no spin now. No, bro, no need spin. <laughs> Those two fast bowlers more than enough. <laughs> So yeah, I guess I'll go next. So my okay. team is mostly Sri Lankans, but uh, it's again going to be Sanath opening, Sangha, Sangha and Sanath opening, Jack Callis as one down, Rashid Khan and uh, Lasit Malinga. Um, my one would be uh, Brendan McCallum, uh, Shane Watson, then uh, Shakib Al Hassan. Uh, Team Saudi and either Faf to places or they are staying. One of those. So just one bowler. Yeah, either one of those two. Okay, so I go with uh, Virat Kohli and uh, Tendulkar and uh, Tanga for batting, and Virat Kohli is also bowling and uh, Murali and Bradley bowling. I have no one, bro. I don't watch cricket so well, so I have no one. We give a free pass, Sandhu. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know any of the new ones, but uh, uh, Glenn Maxwell. Um, I think he was pretty good. Mitchell Stark as a bowler. Uh, M S Dhoni as the wicketkeeper. Uh, so I need one more. Bowler and one more batsman. Uh, Lara. <laughs> Lara played test matches, ne? Yeah. Fucking legend, though. Yeah. Chris Gale. Chris Gale as a batsman, and uh, I need a bowler. Who else do we have? Uh, yeah, Lasit Malinga. I think he was pretty good. Or take that guy from Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that thing is a fielder for sure. I know that will never get forgotten, bang. That guy's catch at 2007 Cricket World Cup is—it's like, I no one can explain it. It defied all everything. <laughs> no, but I think he did a really good job catching, holding on to that. Okay, uh, Brian Lara. Is it Kieran Pollard? That's his first name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Sachin Tendulkar. And for bowlers again, uh, Murali, 
and I keep forgetting this one guy. Let me just Google. Here, what's the nationality? I think Australia or South Africa. I can't remember. Bowler. Yeah, bowler. Fast bowler. Bradley. Bradley. McGrath. Sean Tate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Side bottom. <laughs> 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 no. I mean, English players have the worst names. They have Sidebottom, they have Broad, they have Onion. <laughs> that's the only name I remember. Like, I watched like a match recently. Sidebottom. There's a guy called Wood. Yeah, Mark Wood. Why are you yeah. guys so disgusting? Bro, ask, his <laughs> ask his parents why they are so why decock? There's a Kevin O'Brien, right? He's from Ireland, right? <laughs> you want no, to be your side? I he did play. Yeah, he's from Ireland, right? Kevin O'Brien. Yeah, he's from Ireland. Ah, Sean Sean Pollock. He's South African. He's South African. Yeah, South African. He's pretty yes. good. He's pretty good. So that's my one. Yeah. I think uh, Chris Gale, um, A.B. De Villiers, uh, Graham Smith, uh, Washim Akram, Dale Singh. No, no, boy. Does anyone have any like weird question segment? It's, it doesn't have to be like really. Uh, I don't have a weird dog. question segment. I just want to ask Aishan, why is his background a plate of blood again? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vedu can explain this blood, bro. Blood dega, I have no idea, man. I forgot micro. Not blood dega, blood, bro. Blood, let me guess. Uh, it's a body fluid. He wants you to go towards war. Mena, bro. Mena. Okay, so what are you guys doing for dinner? So, what about this thing? We'll, we'll talk yeah. about uh, dinner. Yeah, yeah, that's later. What about uh, the upcoming movie? Is uh, Kong or Godzilla? I think Kong is really Godzilla. Oh, Kong, Kong, Kong. I don't know Kong. Godzilla yeah, literally has a new Godzilla is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Godzilla saved the world twice, right? In the previous... Kong is a big thing. Kong is a simian. Kong is a simian, not a simp. Get it right. It's a simp, bro. He simps. No, Kong gets his like a big sword, right? It's an axe. Axe, mm. axe, no, or whatever. Why I supported a new one? Godzilla saved the world twice in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Was it Kong? Kong did nothing. Kong, Kong yeah. climbed up the Empire State yeah, Building, bro. Kong is a profile. <laughs> hey, is there? I mean, it's the same Kong, right? No, but no, no, it's no, different. is the same universe, yeah. The previous one we watched, like uh, Godzilla beats his all other, other monsters, Moth and other the other ones. Ghidorah. Yeah, I can't remember that one. Rodan and Ghidorah. Mothra was part of his team. Yeah. yeah. So Godzilla actually saves the world and now they are bringing Kong to kill Godzilla. That's, that's not fair, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do realize that. Kong was in the island chilling, bang. And Godzilla that, was yes. saving this is Batman versus yeah. Superman. Exactly, exactly. Same thing. Mega Godzilla is going to be Doomsday. And instead of Martha being the same name of their mothers, they're going to find something else in common. 
they had the same hey, how, how did meka godzilla come they both have pieces uh jude can you please if you don't have anything important to say don't say when jose said no yeah, at the end of uh, godzilla king of monsters like they show uh tywin lannister i don't know charles charles david either he um, buys gidora's head from uh, this thing on a fisherman right so i think they might like use the uh, gidora's like brain and things link it to like a metallic thing cuz the how initial the, thing in the in the trailer you can, can see like it's great bro it's technology so one emp would just knock it off right bro don't question it if you want to question it, you go live in that movie universe Team Godzilla. Kong, But suppose no. they're going to frame like Godzilla, and then they're going to try use Kong against Godzilla. Godzilla is going to kick Kong's ass, and then Kong is going to go on a journey to find himself, become a Shaolin monk, and a find an axe, come back. So God, I mean Kong is a uh, Kong is a primate, right? So won't he have like a piece dangling around him all the time while he's fighting? Have you seen Godzilla? Uh, not Godzilla. Uh, gorillas. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen gorillas in the zoo? Do they have their pieces dangling? No, but I mean, this is a huge. <laughs> like when it's like you put it in the word, and then you just drag it till infinity. I think it's like obviously his pieces should be visible, right? I mean, like, and he must take. He why must take are we having this dumps, conversation? Right? Like, I don't know. Where why are does, we talking about? Where does penis? King Kong poop? Where does King Who's Kong? Yes, not under the sea. I mean, a Godzilla. He poops under the sea. No, King Kong was freely pooping in his jungle, but now they brought him to the to the city. We'll see where he poops. So he's in the Komodo Western Komodo. Are they both males? Yeah. I thought Godzilla was uh, this thing like. Oh yeah, famous. In the earlier movies Trans-sexual. like he can carry eggs, right? Yeah, transsexual, like he carries eggs. But I think they retconned it. Godzilla is ट्रांसेक्सुअली just big balls bro yes hey, kong kong used tools in his environment to give that ancient skull crawler a tonsillectomy that is surgical precision so uh, who do you think who will win godzilla or kong binner humans i say godzilla why Woo! because it's cool bro like the japanese guy says godzilla godzilla godzilla, <laughs> godzilla. godzilla. that's why it's called titanus godzilla man i love it okay so vedishan who do you think will win obviously kong man otherwise the movie won't be interesting 
Why? Why? Because uh, number one, Vedu is the same. The portrait. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Kong is the same. <laughs> no, I mean Kong is just fucking I mean, in heat, man. He he can't. No, he literally can't have sex with anything, no, it, right? He's probably I, like a hole in the beach and the island. Yeah, he's a liberal. He's a liberal. Yeah, Kong. <laughs> Okay, David I like, no, it's a David Goliath thing, right? You want David to win, so the underdog will always win. That's how movies are made. But both of bro, it's it's why, actually why Godzilla versus Kong, not David versus Goliath. But I'm okay. used to yeah, bro. Yeah, bro, bro. They don't have names. You want to see the you want to see the small guy win, so obviously. Then mm, like Justin Paul. He's the same size as Godzilla. Mandu Pinos makes well, a surprise. Isn't Kong like it. half the size of Godzilla? No, you watch you watch the trailer. Like that's Kong what they even bigger but now. Yeah, because in Skull Island, like even the guy says that right, he's still growing. Kong has a yeah. disadvantage because of the terrain. They're usually fighting at sea. So that's but a problem. Kong can huh? He can swim. But even Kong Godzilla can drag him to the bottom. Godzilla can drag him to the bottom of the sea and just suffocate him. Yeah, true. So you But, think Steel Kong will win? Yeah, it will be very like an unlikely match. Like everyone is going to think Godzilla is going to win, but somehow Kong is going to just use some trick or something and just kill Godzilla. Not kill, maybe yeah. like maybe they become friends. I don't know, but Kong will win. Pass the chill again. Kong can't win, bro. Don't you think he's going to die again? Huh? Have you guys have you guys seen that uh, old? Uh, Godzilla versus Kong, man. Oh, Kong like yeah. <laughs> Kong the takes tree, a tree right? and just like basically deep throats it in Godzilla, man. It's fucking hilarious. So Jude, who do you think will win? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm more in favor of Godzilla because what what is a you know what is a king to a god, right? Yeah, so oh. in that thing, bro, you have to pick Kong because Kong is a god for Kong the people in Skull. And King is But, uh, Godzilla in this uh, analogy. You do. I feel like Godzilla is far more superior. Okay, Chandu. I mean, I I'd support Godzilla, but I feel like in the movie, <laughs> uh, Kong might win. Not the big one side. So, uh, who you for, you pick Godzilla? Who I think would win is probably Kong. Okay, did I get? <laughs> nice. Okay, I shall know. So, Mission, Mission, still thinking with the calculations. You, Godzilla. Uh, no, I, I pick the winning team. You know. So like, Kong, Kong could be coming from a mile away. Godzilla can just snipe his fucking brain out with the uh, like a no, ray gun. No, but uh, but Kong uh, gets this uh, sword right, which can uh, absorb the beam of Godzilla. Yeah, so that's all because that's your that no that uh, that scale is from Godzilla. So how the fuck did he get a sword that big? Because, dude, like that's the thing, man. Like, it, at the end of Skull Island, and even uh, this thing, King of Monsters, they are shown cave paintings. So basically, they're using the fact that these guys have fought before, not the same people. This thing, but the species have fought before. So, like, there's one theory that uh, Kong might go into the Hollow Earth. And then he finds this uh, this thing, or he might rip a scale out during the first battle they have in the sea, and use that to fashion a weapon. Because that's what Kong is like primates, right? Like the tool building ability is what makes them better. Whereas Godzilla is 
actually like stronger and if you watch him fight with Ghidorah and things it's very different have you watched a lot like, of videos man of them so do you think do you think Kong could win against Ghidorah hell no because why do you think Godzilla won against uh, Ghidorah he got Besides charged the with the electricity. No, he got, he, yeah, he got charged with uh, radioactivity because of uh, that guy's uh, dying. <laughs> While thing. Kong would have had radiation poisoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I think most of the Titans, what they want us to think is the Titans feed off the radiation. That's what makes them evolve. Uh, but Godzilla is like so much better at evolving. Because if you watch from the first movie, Godzilla to this one, you see that he's gotten better. Like he didn't have an atomic breath. He's the atomic breath in the first one was grey and now it's blue. Blue, yeah. He got a colour upgrade also. He's a nice thick boy, you know? Yeah, man. He's got that muscle, you know, all that like flesh. Something like. But Kong was a nice ass, I think. My god. Mason and Judah switch places. I gotta play this video, it's so funny. This is the one Umeshan said. It looks like it's like, but oh this, yeah, that's it. Take it. Take it. Take it. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, <my> God. <laughs> what? Yeah, so what about all the human casualties? If the humans are trying to instigate. They don't care, right? Because the guys who are trying to instigate are Apex or Monarch, one of the two. Like I saw part of the trailer, they're just wiping out a whole harbor. Nothing nothing Japan didn't do during Pearl Harbor. If if it's not DC, (laughs) they don't care about collateral. D- DC is only DC technically time. didn't care, care about collateral, right? I mean, Batman, Batman, yeah. the guy just destroyed. They had those Batman. weird wines growing all over the earth. <laughs> no, no, they made it a point that to use it to something that motivates Batman to go against Superman. The collateral. That was the whole reason Batman hated Superman. He was the entire, his Wayne, Wayne uh, Enterprises, the entire building gets crushed. And the guy, the what's his name? Zod, no? Yeah, General Zod. Yeah, Zod wouldn't have never come to Earth if it was not for Superman. So that's why he's pissed at Superman. It's like Superman brought all the destruction to Earth. Uh, so if we were all supposed to be born as mutants, okay, which uh, power, I guess you could say power, ability would you guys select? But you can only choose one because... We, as gifted we are, so you could say which gift would you acquire if you were if you had the ability to choose which one? Pacing. Like, can I could just become? Uh, have you guys watched Demon? No, you don't have watched Demon Slayer. Not Demon Slayer. My, my Hero Academia. You guys haven't watched. Yeah. It. It's like I can I can. Is there any superhero like that? You know, Ghost Freak from Benten. You mean like Kitty Pride from the X-Men, who's an actual mutant who has the same ability. Yeah, but I have... Uh... Did she come in any of the movies? Yeah. I haven't... She came in the first trilogy and even like the 
Yeah, so facing in the sense I can let anything pass through me and I can just walk through anything. So where vision is Kitty Pride, nice. Umesh. I would I would be Legion. You guys know who Legion is, right? I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah. Explain. So Legion was Charles Xavier's son. So they have like a FX oh. series. So basically he's actually one of the strongest mutants there is, but it's his power comes with a weakness. Each he can have any power in the mutant universe, but it's linked to a personality. So yes, quick personality disorder. So every time he manifests a personality, he gets powers, and he has like a thousand. That's why he's called Legion. But he's crazy, man. Like he's a psychotic freak. So that's why I want to be him. I want to be Flash, bro. Speed. So Quicksilver. No, Quicksilver slower, right? Because if I'm no, but he's he's no, he wants yeah, he wants he wants you to give like a mutant ability, right? Because he said oh, just just like super speed in terms of flash levels. I want so that allows me to time travel too, and I can everything up. Yeah, and you'll everything else. Dinner ka point. Yeah, thanks guys for you know watching our podcast. So please uh, like this video, subscribe, and also share it among your friends. And we have more podcasts, so you can watch them. Also, thank you guys. Bye. See you.